0: Welcome to the 459th episode of Travel it Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with my friend and co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, and this is the 11th season of Travel Itch Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair.
1: Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travelitch Radio.
0: And tonight, we're very pleased to welcome Ian Centrone of Martin County, Florida, to Travelitch Radio. Welcome, Ian.
2: Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, really a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to telling you all about our beautiful slice of paradise.
0: When we think about Florida, Ian, we think about Miami to the south, Tampa Bay on the Gulf, and Disney in the middle. So is it safe (laughs) to say that Martin County is almost undiscovered, a quieter, less crowded, less expensive vacation destination?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Martin County is definitely more of a hidden gem, <clears throat> under-the-radar type escape, um, you can definitely feel the small-town character throughout each of our different communities here in Martin County, uh, which is definitely, I think, a huge reason why people come back year after year um, to come vacation vacation down, down in Martin County.
1: Might you say that Martin County represents Florida as it used to be? And what's the population of the county? Yeah,
2: so at the last census, the population was right around 160,000 people. Uh, Martin County is known for sort of its quote-unquote old Florida charm. Uh, it reminds mm-hmm. people, I think a lot of times, of kind of this nostalgic bygone era. Um, so definitely taps into that, you know, way that Florida used to be. Um, a big reason for that is actually because We have a county-wide four-story height restriction throughout Martin County, so you won't find any towering condo buildings or or skyscraper hotels overshadowing our shores. Um, There's not really that hustle and bustle that you'd find in in the bigger South Florida destinations, but you definitely still get all of the same kind of amenities and the comforts that you would expect in any top-notch beach vacation destination.
1: That's interesting. Uh, could you tell our listeners exactly where Martin County is? We know it's bounded by St. Lucie County to the north and Palm Beach County to the west. And you said something. Uh, do visitors come to the beaches, the sightseeing, the attractions, or a little bit of all that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you nailed it. We're essentially located in the middle of Orlando and Miami. Uh, So, we stretch across the Atlantic coast of South Florida, uh, and we're located just north of the Palm Beach County line. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're situated along a region that's known as the Treasure Coast. So, that includes uh, Indian River County uh, in the very north of the region, Uh, St. Lucie County is in the middle, and then Martin County, we are there um, in the south. Uh, So, people definitely come here for a little bit of everything. Uh, The uncrowded beaches are a huge draw. Uh, What I like about our beaches are that they are open 24-7. Parking is always free. And alcohol is permitted. So obviously that tends to draw a crowd throughout the year. Um, And we're actually also located on the Indian River Lagoon, which is the most biodiverse lagoon estuary system in the Northern Hemisphere. So we have incredible eco-adventures, lots of nature, lots of open green space, beautiful waterways, and some really great attractions that kind of tie all those attributes together.
1: So could you tell us about the Hobie Sound National Wildlife Refuge? That kind of ties into that, right?
2: It definitely does, yeah. So the Hobie Sound National Wildlife Refuge, everybody says Hobie the first time they read it, Um, (laughs) but yeah, the... The wildlife refuge is its absolutely beautiful. It was established uh, in 1969 uh, and its entire purpose is actually to protect the loggerhead and the green sea turtle populations. Um, as I'm sure you know, there are just tons of vital turtle nesting grounds around the state of Florida and um, Hobe Sound, our area specifically in Martin County, is um, just extremely important for, for the turtle populations. Uh, So, the sanctuary itself actually sprawls over 1,000 acres of protected land. Um, Fun fact, it contains the largest contiguous section of undeveloped beach in all of southeastern Florida. So, that's pretty cool. Um, And then there are just incredible nature trails. Uh, I always recommend that visitors stop by the Hobestown Nature Center. Uh, It's located Mm -hmm. right at the entrance of the refuge. I was actually there earlier today. Um, And it's full of just cool exhibits. Uh, You can see a bunch of different animals from uh, gators and snakes to owls. Uh, They have skunks and lizards. It's really cool, and the kids love it. Um, And they also host really fun special programming events throughout the year. Uh, So as I was mentioning, the sea turtle populations like to come back to our shores year after year to lay their eggs. Um, And with the Hobestown Nature Center, you can actually go and join these nighttime sea turtle walks uh, where they have their expert guide and you can actually go out there under the full moon and safely witness these mom sea turtles come back to shore and lay their eggs it's a pretty cool unique experience
1: oh uh, it's breathtaking we're talking tonight with Ian Centrone of Martin County Florida
0: and speaking of Hogue Sound we know parts of it are on the National Register of Historic Places so let's hear about the Olympia School and also the Trapper Nelson Zoo Historic District located south of Hope Sound inside Jonathan Dickinson State Park.
2: Yeah, so there are quite a few historic points of excuse me significance sprinkled throughout Martin County. Um, let's see, so the Olympia School is actually now called the Apollo School. Um, It was built in 1924, originally as a town hall, uh, and then it served as the area's two-room schoolhouse for a few generations. Uh, But as of right now, they're actually in the process of restoring the building, um, and it's going to reinvent itself one more time. Um, It's going to be reopening soon as a historical museum and a cultural arts facility. Uh, So we're all really excited to see that project once it's complete. Um, And then you mentioned Jonathan Dickinson State Park. That's another uh, one of those green, wide-open spaces that I mentioned earlier. Um, And it's definitely a can't-miss Martin County attraction. Um, So Mm -hmm. located down in Hobe Sound, right on the uh, Jupiter Island border, um, it's actually the largest state park in southeastern Florida. Uh, And the Trapper Nelson Zoo Historic District, which you mentioned, uh, houses the former zoo and museum owned by a man named Trapper Nelson. Uh, he was a colorful character. He was kind of known as the wild man of the Waxahachie and sort of lived <laughs> this life. Of, he was like Florida's own version of Tarzan. Um, oh. So he lived out there in the woods. He would trap all these different animals. Um, and he he had a reputation for wooing the, the socialites of Palm Beach County, um, which was just funny because they could not be more opposite from each other, Um, so he opened up his zoo in the middle of the park, uh, and that was in operation for about 30 years, from 1930 to about 1960, so people would come from near and far to see his gators and his snakes and his raccoons, Um, and the zoo is is now, unfortunately or fortunately, defunct, Um, but park visitors can still join ranger-led boat tours uh, to explore this really unique slice of Martin County history.
0: Well Hutchinson County Has some historic structures Including the House of Refuge At Gilbert's Bar Isn't that more than 100 years old?
1: Yeah
2: it's actually A little closer to 150 years old um, The House wow. of Refuge was, was built back in 1876 um, And it's, it's The oldest surviving structure In Martin County um, It has a really interesting history Back in the day when everybody traveled by boat, Um, there were 10 structures built along the treacherous coast of South Florida, uh, and these were called the Houses of Refuge, and they served as safe havens for shipwrecked sailors. Um, So today, the House of Refuge at Gilbert's Bar is actually the only remaining of the original Houses of Refuge. Um, And now it's, it's home to a really fascinating museum and a cultural center, Uh, and visitors can kind of stop by and get an idea for what life was like during this era um, at the turn of the century.
0: Well, you alluded to shipwrecks, so how about the George Valentine shipwreck site? What is it, and where is it?
2: Yeah, great segue. Uh, The George St. Valentine shipwreck uh, was an iron-hulled Italian barge, and it actually wrecked just off the coast of Stewart um, in 1904. It's only about 100 yards offshore from the House of Refuge. Um, it's actually one of 12 underwater archaeological preserves throughout the state of Florida, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's been added to our artificial reef program, uh, so it's kind of half submerged in the sand, but you can still see bits of it poking out, um, not of the water, it's all completely submerged, but it, uh, it's become a really popular dive site, uh, and you can Take a peek around and see tons of different fish, schools of snook and parrotfish, and stingrays, and a bunch of other uh, different fish species that do like to hang out by the wreck.
0: We're talking tonight with Ian Centrone of Martin County.
1: Ian, what is Indian Town, and where is the Seminole Inn?
2: So Indian Town actually represents sort of the rustic agricultural spirit of Martin County. Um, It was originally established back in the day by the Seminole people as a trading post. Uh, And it eventually became sort of the capital for this region's cattle and citrus country. Um, So that Mm. kind of agricultural heritage is still very much alive and well. Um, The Seminole Inn is right in the heart of Indian town and it is just this incredible historic property, um, and in my opinion, it really is the best way to experience that agritourism side of Indian town. Um, their mm-hmm. team is just fantastic, and they happily arrange outdoor adventures all year long, like fishing trips or airboat rides, um, they'll do ranch tours, wild hog hunting, if that's your sort of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely a different side than just, I think, the beach vacation that people tend to associate with Florida. Um, but yeah, Indian Town is a very, very unique community and, and a really important piece of Martin County story.
1: I think I'll skip the hogs. (laughs) No
2: hog hunting for you? (laughs) No,
1: no. But, you know, history also lives on Jupiter Island, where the gatehouse is approaching its 100th birthday. And at Jensen Beach, where the Mount Elizabeth archaeological site apparently dates back to prehistoric. Could you share about those?
2: Yeah, definitely. So the gatehouse, um, as you mentioned, is located on Jupiter Island. Um, And that's actually a private residence. So there really aren't any too many tourism-related activities to experience there. Um, But the Mm -hmm. Mount Elizabeth archaeological site is very fascinating, uh, if you're a history buff like me. Um, It actually dates back to around 2000 B.C. during the late archaic period. Um, And this was constructed by the local Native Americans who would use this site for their ceremonial shell midden um, or mound. So it's located right on the water of what is now known as Indian Riverside Park, um, which is also definitely worth a visit. Um, The park itself is is beautiful and a super popular tourist attraction. Uh, It's also home to the Children's Museum of the Treasure Coast. There are beautiful boardwalks. There's um, a splash fountain for kids. Uh, Mm -hmm. there are yeah it's a really nice stretch of stretch of beach there and then there are a few other historic properties located uh, right on that area next to the archaeological site as well Um, so it's it's a pretty cool spot and like i said if you're a fan of history um that's it's definitely on people's list people who want to see that with their own eyes
1: Mm -hmm. we're curious to hear about the stewart welcome arch too
2: sure sure so The Stewart Welcome Arch was built in 1926 by the Stewart Chamber of Commerce, um, and it was built to celebrate the official creation, the designation of Martin County. Um, Prior to Martin County existing, it was actually part of Palm Beach County, and before that, it was part of Miami-Dade County. Um, So Stewart was selected as the official county seat, and the Welcome Arch was designed to sort of be this symbol of hospitality for all the motorists who would come down for an escape, trying to, you know, trying to avoid the cold winter weather up north, um, and that that tradition is still prevalent today.
1: Wow, that's going on 100 years too soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is Tuckahoe?
2: Yes, so you were talking about the mansion at Tuckahoe, which sounds very huh? fancy, doesn't it? Um,
1: <laughs> it does, it does.
2: Yeah, this sprawling estate uh, dates back to 1938, uh, and it was constructed by an heiress to the Coca-Cola fortune. So she would use this estate as kind of the official headquarters for her social events. Um, and eventually it, it fell into disrepair and it was abandoned for years. Uh, but Martin County, local government, actually purchased it Uh, and started restoring it to its former glory not too long ago. So now it gets to kind of live another life, and it's a really popular wedding venue, uh, and they also host different events throughout the year so. One of their more popular programs is called Music at the Mansion, which is this really fun, free outdoor concert series. Um, But Mm. the Tuckahoe Mansion is also located within that Indian Riverside Park complex that we were just talking about earlier.
1: Oh, wow. Now, this socialite, she didn't uh, go after Trapper Nelson, did she? Or she wasn't one of the ones? (laughs) I think we're going to have to phone a friend
2: and dial in one of our local Martin County historians to see. I don't think that they had any canoodling, but you never know. History might say otherwise.
1: (laughs) We're talking tonight with Ian Sanchone of Martin County.
0: Ian Stewart is a county seat, as you just mentioned and the home of more historic sites. Tell us about the Lyric Theater, please.
2: So the Lyric Theater is an absolute gem, and it's it's really what we all consider as the anchor of historic downtown Stewart. Um, the theater itself dates back to another one from the 1920s. This one was constructed in 1926, um, and it was built, believe it or not, as the first silent movie house in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, we all know that silent movies kind of died out and the talkies came about. Um, so, again, this is kind of the trend that we're seeing. The building was neglected uh, for years and years, unfortunately, um, until the 1980s. Uh, and, luckily, there was this really great community grassroots effort to restore the Lyric Theater, um, And it really started gaining support and a lot of momentum. They started fundraising. uh, And so they got it. They got up and running again. They've saved the building. And now it is a beautiful venue. Um, They host an ever-changing lineup of events. They have live musical acts, uh, comedy shows, theater performances, and so much more. So the lyric is... Definitely a fan favorite. Uh, It's popular with locals and visitors alike, and I would absolutely add that to any Martin County bucket list. You can't come to Martin County. You can't visit Stewart without catching a show at the Lyric. Okay. Is the
0: old Martin County Courthouse still in use?
2: It is, yes. The old Martin County Courthouse is still in use, although you won't find a judge or a jury anywhere near there these days. Um, It's actually now known as the Courthouse Cultural Center, uh, and it serves as the official headquarters for Martin Arts, which is our really incredible organization here in Martin County. It's dedicated to promoting the arts in all of its forms. Um, So the Courthouse Cultural Center now houses a gallery that's open to visitors. Um, They feature a bunch of different exhibits all year long. I think they are currently running a juried art show with some... Uh, different emerging visual artists right now. Um, and they also host different arts-related events throughout the year.
0: And is the Burnbrae Plantation Kruger House open to visitors?
2: It is not, unfortunately. No, the Kruger House is currently occupied. Um, it's being used as a private residence, but it is beautiful, and I do get to drive past it every day when I drive into the office. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you're listening to Travel it Radio, now in our 11th season with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. Check us out on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or visit the Travel It's Radio Facebook page. And we're talking tonight with Ian Centrone of Martin County.
1: Now, Ian, there are nearly a dozen other sites to see in Martin County, but what would you place on your can-miss not list? Uh, you started to help us one.
2: Yeah, I feel like we're kind of piecing one together as we go, right? Um, mm-hmm. I would say another addition to the Can't Miss Martin County list, kind of like the Martin County Greatest Hits, um, <laughs> I would include the Florida Oceanographic Coastal Center. Um, it is this incredible attraction. It's situated between the Atlantic Ocean and the Indian River Lagoon, um, and it's this this incredible 57-acre parcel, um, they are all about fostering environmental stewardship through research and education. Uh, so visitors can stop by. They have a 750,000-gallon game fish lagoon. Uh, you can spend the day hiking the nature trails. You can meet some rescued sea turtles or even feed their live stingrays. Um, and last summer, they actually opened their new addition called the Ocean Eco Center. Um, and there you can see tons of different interactive exhibits, really cool displays, um, and again, it's just a must-see site for anybody interested in sort of learning more about the unique ecosystems across Florida.
1: Mm. How about the Bay Tree Lodge, known as Kiplinger House, and the Golden Gate Building, which I understand had its name before the famous bridge?
2: <laughs> yes, it did. It did. Um, the the Bay Tree Lodge is another historic home that's now being used as a private residence. Um, But the Golden Gate building is another historic site. It's lived many lives. Um, Mm -hmm. This one dates back to 1927, uh, no, 1925, excuse me. Um, And it has served as a development office, a post office. It was a church there for a bit. Uh, It was the private home of renowned artist James Hutchinson for a few years. Uh, But now it's actually... being utilized by a local nonprofit called the House of Refuge, or excuse me, the House of Hope, as an enrichment center. So they host classes and workshops and offer different free resources, like English as a second language. Uh, They do homework help there, career coaching, that sort of thing.
1: That's cool. And tell us about the Dudley-Bessie House, Ian, and the Dyer Homestead.
2: Uh, Sure. So the Dudley-Bessie House is a historic two-story home, um, located in Stewart, and that one dates back to 1909, <clears throat> and it actually served as the home of Hubert W. Bessie, who is one of the founders of the city of Stewart. Um, today, I believe it is an office space for a yacht sales company, so if you are in the market to buy a new yacht, you can swing by and see it for yourself. Um, mm. And the same with the Dyer Homestead. It was another historic home built in the early 1900s, um, recognized by a lot of the different organizations, uh, like the American Institute of Architects. Um, but unfortunately, that one's not open to the public.
1: Uh, so it's the Stewart Feed Store has an
0: intriguing name as well as an intriguing history. We'd like to know whether it feeds people, animals, or both. <laughs>
2: Yeah, these days, uh, nobody's getting fed at the feed store, believe it or not. Um, The building was opened in the early 1900s as a general merchandise store. Um, And then in the 1940s, it became the Stewart Feed Store. So they would sell seeds and fertilizers, food for livestock, that sort of thing. Um, But since the 1980s, it's actually been operating as the Stewart Heritage Museum, uh, so it's located right in downtown Stewart, and it's a free museum where people can look around and learn more about Stewart's rich history.
0: I love the name Sunrise Inn, but understand it's gone. Is the site still worth seeing?
2: Yeah, it sounds enchanting, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it was a beautiful waterfront inn during its heyday in the 1960s. Um, but in the 90s, it was actually demolished, and the land was divided into private lots and developed into a community of waterfront homes.
0: We're talking tonight with Ian Centrone of Martin County.
1: Ian, at Travel It's Radio, we love anything to do with beaches, oceans, and things to do with the water. So tell us about the St. Lucie Locks and Dam, as well as the St. Lucie Inlet, Sailfish Point, and Sewells Point.
2: Yeah, so the St. Lucie Lock and Dam controls what's known as the St. Lucie Canal that connects the intracoastal waterway with Lake Okeechobee, Um, and it's all part of the Okeechobee waterway. Um, But yeah, water is just a way of life here in Martin County, and there are so many water-based activities worth exploring, um, like kayaking, snorkeling, fishing, surfing, paddleboarding, you name it. If it's on the water, you can do it here in Martin County.
1: Mm -hmm. And tell us about the public beaches in Martin County. You started to talk about the Jensen Sea Turtle Beach and the multiple sea strips on Hutchinson Island.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the beaches, again, you know, they're a huge draw for visitors, um, and they are known for being especially uncrowded thanks to that four-story height restriction. Um, But, yeah, we have more than 22 miles of beaches here many of them are small secluded stretches of sand where you can really feel like you have the entire beach to yourself Uh, but we also have four guarded beaches that have full-time lifeguards on staff Um, these are the beaches that really tend to draw families Uh, jensen sea turtle beach is one of our four guarded beaches and definitely one of the most popular so they have beautiful volleyball courts uh, really nice restrooms showers you could do beach share, umbrella rentals. Uh, they even have a full-service restaurant called the Sand Dune Cafe.
0: Hmm. Okay, just a few minutes left, Ian. What is in the Elliott Museum in Hutchinson Island?
2: So the Elliott Museum uh, is known mainly for their collection of antique vehicles, but they also have, um, I think you'd be interested in, a pretty serious collection of autographed uh, Major League Baseball memorabilia Uh, But they also have relics from our local history, um, a bunch of ever-changing exhibits and events that they host there as well.
0: And what is the Hope Sound Public Beach like? Uh,
2: That's another one of our beautiful guarded public beaches. Um, It's usually a little less crowded than some of the others we discussed, like Stewart or Jensen Sea Turtle Beach, uh, because it is a little further down south. But it's one of my personal favorites, and you can also do some amazing shelling. Uh, on those beaches.
0: Should visitors try to see the St. Lucie Inlet Preserve State Park or the Savannahs Preserve State Park?
2: That is a tough call, but (laughs) I would recommend the St. Lucie Inlet Preserve State Park um, because the entire park is actually located on a barrier island, uh, and you can only access the park by boat. So I usually spend my weekends kayaking over there, and then once you're on the island, it feels like you have an entire Barrier Island to yourself. It is very unique.
0: Okay, we're talking tonight with Ian Centrone of Martin County.
1: And Ian, we'd like to hear about the Audubon Museum of Martin County as well as the Possum Long Nature Center. Can you quickly tell us about that? Yeah,
2: the Audubon of Martin County is really where we send all of our bird watchers. Um, it's located at the Possum Long Center, which is in Stewart. Um, and this organization is all about birds and nature. So they uh, they actually offer expert-led field trips throughout the year. So if you are interested in learning more about birding, they are the experts that you'd want to contact.
1: Mm. And do we have time to talk about the Martin County Fair?
2: Yes, the Martin County Fair. It's just a local tradition. It uh, features all the good old-fashioned fair draws that you would expect, carnival games, rides, livestock shows, and, of course, All the delicious food, corn dogs, cotton candy, funnel cakes, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, how do Travel Edge radio listeners learn more about Martin County?
2: Yeah, so if you do want to learn more, um, you can always feel free to email me at info at discovermartin.com, or you can check us out online at discovermartin.com, or follow us on social media at discovermartin.
0: And our guest tonight has been Ian Centrone of Martin County, Florida. Thank you, Ian, for being our guest on Travel Itch Radio.
2: Thanks so much for having me, and hopefully we see some Travel Itch Radio listeners in Martin County sometime soon.
0: Okay, and that's it for this edition of Travel Itch Radio. Next week, same time, same station, same writer, same announcers. We will have a very special show to be announced. Watch our Travel Itch Radio Facebook page. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mariella Nugent-Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe.